can't, you know, you, can, you can't be mad about it. Every, every day is a gift. That's what they it say. It is. That's, yeah. that's the way to treat it for sure. So what I hear is Jer Jerry is going to retire after I retire. So that seems to be the plan. <laughs> and a new, you have no, no retirement in your, in your no. visible horizon. No, it doesn't look like that for now. <laughs> I can't, I can't blame you. I mean, you're enjoying the work you're doing, right? Yes, yes. Now, it's pretty amazing. And a lot of it is the people you work with and the community you work with, right? Oh. Yeah, 100%. We Actually, I, I do think that's what keeps a lot of people going. It's like, I yeah. love the people that we get to work with. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I am looking at property in Portugal. <laughs> it is a viable. It is a viable uh, option. You, you, you and half of half of the you know the industry is looking at property in Portugal. Well, look, you, you two guys are smarter than me. Find me and find me the next Portugal. <laughs> no, nothing. <laughs> You're just not going to tell anybody. No, That's Portugal okay. is pretty special. Yeah, you don't want to be in an isolated island, you know. So there are lots of places with warm climate and very nice beaches, but you want people and culture and engagement around too. Right? Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe when I retire, I'll just be a curmudgeon. I don't want. I want an <laughs> island by myself. I don't want anybody around me. <laughs> We're gonna miss family, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, that is true too. That is true too. There is that. All right. Well, you got, are you guys ready to jump in? Yep. All right. We got a, we got a good topic today. Let's go. Welcome to the CXR channel, our premier podcast for talent acquisition and talent management. Listen in as the CXR community discusses a wide range of topics focused on attracting, engaging, and retaining the best talent. We're glad you're here. another edition of the Recruiting Community Podcast. I am Chris Hoyt, your host today. Just a quick reminder, uh, this is a show for about 20 minutes or so where we bring in folks that we think are pretty darn interesting uh, from within the recruiting space. Uh, they may be practitioners, they may be founders, uh, they may be pundits, uh, but we've got a good combination of people who come in uh, and just share what's top of mind for them and we like to chat with them. Uh, this is not an ad-sponsored show. We do this as a uh, labor of love. So you know that the folks that we bring in, we really, you know, give a damn about uh, sort of where their head is at in that headspace. I'm going to remind you of a couple of things over the course of this conversation. If, you're happen, uh, if you happen to be joining us live, uh, we are live streaming on the Facebook, Twitter, on the LinkedIn, uh, and YouTube. Uh, if some of those, I believe, have a live chat stream on them, I think also at CXR at work slash podcast, uh, you can jump right in and be part of the conversation. Uh, so at any time, uh, feel free to ask a question or just say hello, or if you feel so inclined to do a little power networking, uh, go ahead and drop your LinkedIn profile in there and connect with some other folks who might be, uh, might be already dialed in and who have joined us. So just say hello. We'll throw you up on the screen and say hi. With that, I'm going to bring in my partner in crime, Mr. Jerry Crispin. How are you today? I'm wonderful today. Thank <laughs> you. You're living the dream, aren't you? Living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Well, look, we have a pretty impressive uh, guy coming in here now. We've known him for a little bit of time. I want everybody to say hello to Anoop. Mr. Gupta, how are you? Hi, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, the, the world is amazing, changing. Uh, 
and I love that. Well, so look, Anup, for those who don't know you, uh, you you have been make sure I've got this right. You have been a scientist. You have worked at Microsoft. I think you worked there for almost almost twenty years. I think you were a direct report of Bill Gates. I mean, who? Yes. So who? For those who don't know you, can you kind of give us the escalator pitch of who who is Anup Gupta and, and why should we be listening to him today? So I'm a geek and an entrepreneur, uh, you know, so kind of academic and taught at Stanford 18 years at Microsoft, including reporting to Bill Gates, global tech policy, but startups are in my blood. This is my second startup. I uh, am so delighted to be focusing on people technology. I've always believed that people are the essence of you know success. People are what that matter in personal lives and professionally. So excited to be working on talent acquisition, you know, retention, growth, everything. People uh, that just turns me on and excites me. And I love it. Be there. I love it. Well, so Jerry and I are in the fortunate position uh, of talking to heads of talent acquisition and leaders within talent acquisition all the time. It is literally, we do it like it's our job. Uh, and, we, and we get to hear about what's top of mind for them and what they're working on and their biggest victories and their biggest defeats. But you're also in a unique spot where you talk to a lot of TA leaders as well as CHROs. And I guess within TA as well as talent management, right? given, given sort of the circles that you're in. But let me ask you, I mean, what, are, what are you hearing? What are you hearing? about um, how these leaders are sort of uh, working through what, what we can call, I mean, it just sounds right, but what we can call unprecedented and changing times. But are you, yeah. are you hearing any trends? Are you hearing anything about how these folks are surviving or even thriving sort of right now? Yeah. And no, thanks, Chris. And I know you're breaking up a little, so I'll just repeat the question. So Chris was asking me, you know, in these unprecedented times, what am I hearing from CHROs and talent leaders? Um, so fundamentally, you know, uh, change is the only constant. Uh, no industry is immune. You know, COVID happened, think change. Inflation happened, think things fundamentally change. Chat GPT happened, you know. And what the AI can do is changing. And so what I hear is that there's business agility, right? And so businesses have to change and adapt to survive. And business agility requires talent agility. So how are you adjusting the talent and everything else? So that is where I'm hearing where the CHROs are feeling a lot of pressures. You know, the, the business leaders say, okay, here is a shift in our business strategy and they come to the CHRO and say, you know, how do we adjust the talent that we need to recruit, that we need to redeploy, that we need to upscale and everything else. And the first thing I heard from CHRO is we don't understand our people. That when they joined, okay, the company, we threw, threw away everything. We threw away their resumes. We threw away their experience. You know, it's in some siloed position. And then when you ask them about what about, you know, you know about them since they joined the company, 
Kyoto HRIS is not a great place where that is stored. The real thing of what you've done is stored in your productivity system. So if you're a developer, then you say in GitHub or wherever it is, or maybe it's some project management software, or it is in the Salesforce, and that information is never brought in. So when it comes to making these hard decisions, CHROs are really struggling, okay, on how to optimize their organizations. Another thing I'm hearing is that talent acquisition and talent management are coming very closely together because when you have retention issues and people are leaving or who to retain and talent acquisition, they're connected because if people are leaving, that's a huge cost to the organization. And, you know, the talent acquisition organization needs to bring in those people. So this thing is how do we look, get a holistic look at talent and not separate out. You know, currently you have a vice president of talent acquisition, then a vice president of talent management, then a vice president of learning and development. All these three things are really together. They're about talent. Um, so so it's, it's super interesting what's happening. And this business agility and talent agility and having a seat you know, at the executive table and being influenced is becoming really important. Interesting. And can you, is my audio okay? Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. For those who are listening to the show, we know we have a strange issue coming out of the Austin Podcast Center, uh, where occasionally I sound like a robot. So if that happens, if you're watching, you can, Jerry gives me the high sign and I know I need to reboot. So, <laughs> so if I just you, you don't pay attention to my high sign. When I'm, doing <laughs> I'm watching the guest, Jerry. I'm watching the guest. I know. I know. So just wave. Just Jerry, just give me a yeah, big wave. <laughs> so Anup, are you, are you, I love that. And I think, I think we're hearing sort of the same thing, but are you, are you seeing or at least predicting uh, where, you know, we talk about these VPs. Are you, are you thinking it's a consolidation down the road of roles? Uh, whereas we have just seen in the last five or six years, some of these really bubble up. Are you seeing them consolidate or are you talking more about a, a stronger partnership between existing roles? I think it is a stronger partnership uh, between the existing roles. I am also seeing some companies where you know, the head of talent acquisition and talent mobility is the same person in some mm -hmm. cases. In other cases, you know, it is a tighter partnership uh, that is emerging. And regardless of the two, you know, it is, and also people invest a lot in learning and development uh, systems. And when I talk to a lot of CHROs, they say they don't get used. People, you, you know, there's a whole employee, why should I go and take this particular course? And what does it do? Things are not interconnected for people and being able to interconnect learning and career growth, whether it is horizontal or vertical, you know, and recruiting becomes really important, I think. I think it's it's fascinating to me what you're saying, because one, we're looking for a set of attitudes about learning as being mm -hmm. really a, re a basic requirement for how we would select someone even though it has nothing to do with the job. It has to do with how people approach uh, not only the job, but the future. And, and, and that's one of the things that I think is there. And the other 
The other is if you're going to consolidate those roles, most of the people in these different silos of talent have had totally different experiences from one another. And so they need to know that if they're going to absorb another role, they need to spend time, energy, and effort upskilling themselves by, by really sitting and shadowing the people in that in that area, the development area, the learning area, if they're coming from TA. So they really understand how, how they can be integrated. And I, I don't see a lot of people spending the time doing that, but I don't see a lot of leaders um, forcing that issue either. But I, I love where you're going with this. Yeah, no, I, I think learning and curiosity, actually a more fundamental thing behind learning, I put curiosity. And it is increasingly becoming important that the people we get are curious because things are changing. That creates an inner drive to learn and learn relevant and stay current. And the other thing actually on the TA side, you know, that we uh, kind of believe and emphasize is um, being digitally savvy, being, you know, data savvy and being able to learn from data and statistics and have systems that allow you to do that, you know, becomes uh, really important. As you know, NASICO is focusing on recruiting, retention, growth with a foundation of a much better understanding of your people, your employees, so that you can do all the rest of the stuff. So I want to know how you would then not only defend, but but measure, if you will, as part of our inferences about people that they're curious and that they're data savvy when we're talking about jobs that wouldn't necessarily require us a, a, a list of things that skills, if you will, or experiences around that. Would you be pushing for that? So the way I actually, so, you know, let, I think skills are overhyped today and a lot of organizations and leaders will say we want to become a skills-based organization so here here's what skills are skills are phrases you know leadership um you know java or c sharp or something like that and you know search engine optimization and these phrases really don't mean too much in reality or who we hire for a job or who we promote for a job. Let's look at a little bit of the sort of stream. You may use some of these phrases to filter profiles. Let's say the recruiting example that is yeah. new. But right after that, you go and look at what did they actually do. I use this to build a mobile application that is used by a million people. You know, when I'm hiring a chief revenue officer for a company, I said, did they take the company from 50 to $200 million? Do they have, I don't say they have the skill of consultative selling. You know, somewhere deep down in the lore, we read the English language text, right? So there is a lot of information that the most important information is what have people done? You know, that is who we hire for. Now, the problem has been that our databases and systems don't have the capability to understand and reason with natural language. 
So, you know, that's where the humans, the, the recruiter first interviews and the hiring manager interviews and digs in into what did you actually do? What was your role in the building of that system? And how did you deal with hard situations? You know, it's that mm -hmm. conversation. Uh, the beauty with some of the new stuff that is happening with chat GPT and all generative AI technologies is we are finally building capabilities to deal with natural language understand natural language for the machines to understand that and that actually opens up a whole lot of capabilities that we are super excited about and i think will actually revolutionize the talent space and how we approach talent and how we develop talent and grow talent it's interesting to me because we we do hear a lot of talk around a skills based organization, and I and I I understand that inherently, right? We're we you know in order to move people internally in order to do that sort. But what you're saying is, and I and I think uh, what you're saying is that that's a little that's a little bit overhyped, and that we should be focusing on what people get done, not necessarily the you know the connecting the dots of of what they've learned. But I also think noob. And tell me if you disagree, but in order for that, an organization who embraces that thought train uh, has to be willing to invest in their people, right? Internally, like once once we bring you in because of what you've done and we may need these skills internally, I, I have to be willing to train you in yeah. some of those baseline things that we need you to be successful in. Yeah. So, you know, we were, you know, meeting with the CHRO of a large you know insurance company uh, i was meeting with them and so they have a lot of actuaries right and, and for actuaries turns out they use vba uh you know visual basic for applications and so you say what do they do with it with the natural language capabilities now you can say how they actually use it so if you're taking a learning course you know you want to go there to say you know we have a group of people with learning you know, leadership at 3.5 and, uh, you know, management at 2. There's nothing you can do with it. You know, that is what people in skills-based things are doing. So we believe, you know, there is uh, a way to think beyond that and that capability is just becoming available. And, uh, you know, I would love to talk to HR leaders who are thinking about all this stuff and where we can, you know, go together. But just even the basics are broken today, right? Mm -hmm. We don't know, you know, what you have done. All that gets thrown away as soon as you get hired. A lot of the data about what they did at your company, you know, you can get really well, what you can do and chat GPD can, can understand code as well as, you know, French and English uh, in some sense, you know, figuring out what people have done and then basing decisions and building organizations and helping, uh, I think is something very exciting. So I, I love I love that, and I love the fact that you've brought up. We are actually this entire podcast is a Chat GPT conversation. None of us are actually sitting here. So it's, it's, I'm glad that you brought it up. It, but there's a lot of hype about that in recruiting. We've seen some sessions already been conducted about how Chat GPT can be used for sourcing, or how it can be used to better engage people. Or, but I mean, isn't the isn't the truth that again another hype topic? 
There, there is some impact downstream. This tech does get better. I hate to say smarter. This tech does get better, right? Exponentially day by day. Uh, but, but isn't it, isn't it just still a long ways away? I mean, doesn't chat GPT in the middle of an answer get lost or hallucinate or, or just makes shit up sometimes when, when it's responding? I mean, aren't, aren't we kind of seeing so even Google's big fail when they launched, right? The big promo got the last question of the telescope wrong, right? It just, just made it up. So, you know, we believe deeply in human driven AI assisted. Okay. It can do a lot of things and help you, okay? And humans should review because any employment decision, both by law and otherwise, it is really important, you know, that we get it right. Mm -hmm. So that is a deep philosophy in every product and tool we are building. Um, you know, when it goes to hallucinations, etc., you know, there needs to be careful use, but mm -hmm. humans are, totally capable and do that every day okay so the fact that you know we hallucinate and make up and, and this is without drugs else, right no sure we, you know when you have people you know and you're trying to identify and say you know this was the person who did something uh, we are very imperfect too and that is how the core system works so we have to be careful about the usage scenarios, how we use, what data is used. Mm -hmm. um, but I genuinely believe there are some really positive things we can do. You know, how you can take a job description, understand it, really understand what do people do in your organization, you know, look at people and see how do you match them. There's something called embeddings that, that they do that. So. Mm -hmm. A lot of good stuff coming in and get better and better. Right? You raise a really, I haven't heard anybody push back like that, Anoop, and I'll be honest with you. When I had a team of recruiters, uh, I, I had recruiters that just made stuff up too. So, I mean, it, you're right. <laughs> is, it, is it worse than we are? <laughs> well, okay. So, look, lots to talk about. I know we're, we're kind of running up on time. We try to keep these uh, pretty snackable. Anoop, let me ask you with everything that's going on in space, and we are going to have you back, by the way, because you're just so fun to have on. But, with everything going on in the space, if you were going to write a book about what's happening right now, kind of where your head is at, what what do you think you would title that book? Um, I would title it, you know, Human Connection as the foundation of our health and well-being. You know, so fundamentally with all the technology, I believe it becomes even more important how we connect to each other um, in deeper ways and not just the superficial ways because, you know, we're having a lot of mental health issues. We're having a lot of issues. And the only solution to that, I believe uh, we feel connection and true connection with a small number at least or a larger number and so talking about that i think would be great I, I love that i will tell you and that that actually i love putting the guests on the spot and asking this question i literally had a conversation this morning with one of our ta leaders i had a meeting with them coming up on friday they canceled this morning because there'd been a death in the family unexpected 
I think uh, they said the person was 58, good health, you know, not, you would never know this and just literally passed away, heart attack while making, making yeah. dinner for friends. And it's just like, I was just having this conversation with my partner last night. We were talking, you know, she was like, well, I feel like, we, you know, you're going back to your live events. Some of our stuff is picking back up. I'm getting to connect directly with people that I missed. And I said the same thing, because we're excited to see people in real life. But I do, I do think that is the thread that that connectivity piece is so important to your overall health. Yes. 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 It's, it's very powerful. Yeah. And life's too short. Life's way too short. Well, look. <laughs> Anuf, let me ask you, you've, you've written the book. Who do you give the first signed copy to? And it's not, it can't be Jerry and me. <laughs> Everybody, that's the cop-out answer. So who, who gets your first signed copy? Who gets my first? Actually, you know, I was influenced uh, by a gentleman named Vivek Murthy. So he's our Surgeon General. And he actually talked about how so many of our social ills, whether it is drug addiction, whether it is, you know, comes from where people feeling that they are not connected. Mm. Okay. That the root cause of a lot of the, you know, problems then, um, uh, you know, our interactions have to do with a feeling of isolation, a feeling that the world is not there. So I was inspired by him. And so he would be the first one. Love that. Good job. Absolutely love that. Well, look, Anu, I'm going to put you in the green room. Don't go anywhere. You'll be in there with Jerry. I'll put you both in there real quick. Just want to tell everybody thank you. And Anu, we are so, so grateful uh, for the, the time you gave us today. We know you're super busy. So thanks for jumping on with us. Well, thank you so much. And if anybody is looking at talent acquisition or retention or growth, you know, reach out to us at seekout.com. <laughs> you <laughs> got it. All right. Put you guys in there. Don't go anywhere. Almost put myself in there. Uh, I just want to remind everybody, got a couple of things up uh, on February 22nd, which is just, just around the corner. Uh, we have our talent analytics meeting that's coming up. So we're going to see dashboards from several different organizations talking about quality of hire, uh, time to X, right? We've got the time to fill, time to offer, time to whatever. Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about that with some of these heads of talent uh, coming in there. We've got podcasts coming up with Stephen Rothberg uh, from College Recruiter. going to talk job boards and advertising. In addition to that, we have a recruiting economics discussion on March 2nd. So back by popular demand, it's our friend Andrew Flowers. Uh, and then I want to remind everybody as, as we're moving into March, uh, we have the book club is back at it full speed. So Barb's running that show over there and they're reading The Light We Carry, a Michelle Obama book. Uh, and that is absolutely open 100% to anybody that wants to join in. Uh, so you can do that. Just head to cxr.work slash books for that. And then if you want more information on the events at cxr.works slash events. So with that, I'm going to say goodbye to everybody and we'll see you on the next show. Thanks for listening to the CXR channel. Please subscribe to CXR on your favorite podcast resource and leave us a review while you're at it. Learn more about CXR at our website, cxr.works, facebook.com and twitter.com slash career crossroads and on Instagram at career X roads. We'll catch you next time.